That's Everybody down to the other end. <laughs> 12 <laughs> people running. Alright, let's do this thing. Here we go. Welcome back to Two Homers and a Realist. We are enjoying the night air with some wonderful cigars. This is the post-game pod for the SMU game, a victory for the Sooners, 28 to 11, but not all was pretty. They covered the spread, but it was looking in doubt. In fact, the entire ball game was looking in doubt. Um, we've got some, some guests here, along with a nice audience as we record. I'm Steve. Lucas. Jay. Christian. And Connor. All right, so we've got a, a full crowd to break down everything that happened in tonight's game. Like I say, the Sooners won, but it wasn't as pretty as we wanted it to be. But one thing that is pretty is the cigars that we're enjoying, and we got them, of course, from our sponsor, the post-game sponsor, Tobacco Exchange. As a reminder, three great locations in the metro area, the best selection of anywhere you're going to find, as well as some of the most competitive prices. I think they beat everyone's prices on every cigar. And Lucas will detail the cigars that we're enjoying tonight in just a minute, but I want to tell you about a special they're running. General Cigars is doing a buy four, get one free this month in the month of September. And that would include brands like CAO, um, Punch, Cohiba, Sancho Panza, and Macanudo. So great opportunity there. Buy four, get one free all month of September at all the tobacco exchanges. Lucas, what are we smoking tonight? Tonight we're having a CAO, Pelon, and Yeho. And it's, uh, it's a pretty bold smoke. It's got some spice to it. It's a little it's, rich. Uh, yeah. It's a great uh, post-game, mad at how OU game went cigar. It's pairing, <laughs> pairing well with the bourbon, for sure. And it's still not bourbon. It's still rye, but okay. <laughs> oh, we're drinking. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Man, That's all right. This, well, maybe it's yeah, maybe my taste buds are uh, <laughs> and yay-hoed out or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, either way, it pairs well with a victory, and it pairs well with uh, a brown beverage. So we got a lot to cover, um, and, I, and I hope this isn't as negative as my notes are. My notes are pretty negative. I've got a lot of negative things to say. Um, I know we're going to get to a realist rant at some point. Maybe we'll see if uh, organically that develops through, through the course of just discussing this. But uh, I want to start it out with just talk about your, your views on the general offense and what we saw. And tonight... Um, we saw really successful running for the most part. Um, we saw a very poor passing effort, I would say, on whole, not just statistically, but when we needed passes. I didn't feel like we could go vertical and stretch the field. Um, and teeing it up, I, I think there's a big question of, is it Dylan Gabriel? Is it Levy? Is it both? Where's the problem? Um, but let me see what you guys, have, your views on it. I thought part of the problem was offensive line. Um, last week, Obviously, against a lesser opponent, we had better protection and we could throw the deep ball, and Andrew Anthony was able to get behind the DBs. This week, he didn't have anywhere near as much time to throw. It seemed like he was back to not being able to see over the middle again because of pressure coming up the middle. He doesn't have the escapability that we're used to with the Baker, Kyler, or Hurts. Um, Rattler never had it, and obviously Caleb Williams was crazy escapable, but... He doesn't have that aspect to his game, so he has to really stay in the pocket unless it's a design rollout, which he does decent on those. But when he's got pressure up the middle and a little bit around the sides, he just he can't see the field. And I don't know that it's a height, or I don't, I don't know if it's just the line blocking schemes, but we didn't – we barely, I don't, did we even try a deep ball tonight? No, I don't – uh, not what I would consider I mean, a real a over deep Over 30 ball. yards. I don't right. remember a, a deep ball. There was one. nothing over the top. Yeah. And when you, we, that was one of my, my questions going into the game was, was Anthony going to have the speed to get behind these guys like he did last week? And we never even got to, a chance at it. So that was a major concern. And obviously, Levy is terrible, in my opinion. Um, he, didn't, he didn't even try. He, he wasn't creative at all. And even when the game's in doubt and it's 14-3 to three in the early fourth quarter, and we just ran the same plays over and over that weren't working, and we just, just followed suit. I have a lot of notes along those lines, but I'm going to let somebody else chime in. But first, just to mention, I also thought the O-line was pretty poor, and I wrote that down pretty early. Uh, Bird was having a tough time, among others. And when you're not able to uh, – the run game was pretty good. They were able to get some, some 
runs and yardage and chunks the way we wanted to see. One of my things to watch for in the in the midweek was uh, in the trenches, especially on the O-line, D-line, but O-line trying to protect and, and get us yardage when we wanted it, as we wanted it, and we weren't able to dictate the game right there. What do you guys think about uh, offense in general? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I said it before we started. It felt so, so similar to what we saw numerous times last year, and it, it was almost like, even from the get-go, it just felt tense. Like, it felt like a very tense... Um, forced operation on the offensive side of the ball uh to lucas's point i didn't the creativity there was nothing there there was no sort of um excitement every everything felt difficult like like getting down the field for us felt very very hard where we come back and again it's maybe a poor not again but maybe it's a poor comparison but even a team like texas they're they're getting open and they're getting big plays down the field the run game's opening up for them. Again, we, we had, I think, uh, Tawee Walker had uh, 117 yards on 21 carries. So statistically great, but they're... That's great. I, I mean, mean... Four I, or five yards a carry? A hundred a hundred yard game as a running back, I think you can probably say it's not bad. With with the offensive yeah, line not doing well, I don't yeah. think. But um, overall, really, really disappointed in Dylan Gabriel. Um, he was one of the players I wanted to see have a good game. Like we said, nothing over the top, no deep balls thrown. Uh, every pass that was over the middle felt like it was behind his receiver or was just not in the right spot. Even the, the touchdown uh, off to the flat to Marcus Major was a poor throw. It was a really, really good play by Marcus Major yeah. to come up with that ball and an even better play to, to get the touchdown after the catch. So I don't. at this point, I just think Dylan Gabriel is a serviceable quarterback. Like, I don't think he... I don't think he is the caliber that we're used to, um, and I don't think it's going to happen, but you have to hope that if you have someone like Jackson Arnold where we hear he's a guy who can throw people open and he's throwing people open in practice, that is something that Dylan Gabriel doesn't do, and I think you have to do it at this level to be competitive. And if you don't, you've got to hit the short routes that Gabriel makes look very difficult. Um, So disappointed in the play calling by Levy, disappointed in the quarterback play all around. Uh, offensive line has to do better. I want to see the run game open up and we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I, I agree completely with Connor. Um, I, I do think to, to Levy's slight defense, I'm not going to completely defend him. I think in the first half of the game, we did see some deep routes by wide receivers. And there were a couple times we saw guys that we thought were open um, and Gabriel would just not release the ball. There were a couple times. I know there was one big one where Andrews was – it looked like the play was set up for him. Anthony, yeah. Uh, Andrew Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Anthony. Um, and he was streaking down the sideline, and just the ball was not released to him. There was one with Stogner that was definitely drawn up for him as play action. Stogner's wide open. He does not throw it there. He checks it down. It seems like we're running a, a high school-level offense where there is one – one drawn-up receiver, if it's not there, if you don't feel comfortable, check it down immediately. Uh, so, I mean, I, I will give Lebby some credit there. I think he was trying to trying to draw up plays, and Gabriel would not hit the open wide receiver or just didn't trust his arm to get it there, which I'd rather him, I guess, check it down instead of throwing it into bad spots. But it's just going to limit our offense going forward. And when we play tougher opponents, it's not going to help us going forward. Uh, so I, I personally think the limiting factor in the offense right now is not so much as the play calling as much as the quarterback play. I think the wide receivers have the ability to get open. I think the running backs obviously are capable of breaking tackles and making plays. Uh, but that being said, I don't think the play calling is good enough to what we've grown accustomed to. He just looks so scared years. to throw the ball. Yeah. He looks so like I don't know yeah. if someone's saying protect the ball to a point where he's like. I don't want to throw something that has even the slightest risk of either uh-huh. being incomplete or being picked off, but he's not throwing the ball until he is 100% certain his guy's open. And at that point, a lot of the time, it's too late. Right. Like, and we had the same complaint last week in a very successful effort otherwise. Yeah. I have thoughts along that line, but that, that is four thoughts of people that were at the game that were witnessing it in person. Jay was remote. Jay was watching it um, with the benefit of, the, of everything you get out of TV any different angles giving us a different perspective, Jay? No, not really. And I'll try and not be redundant, so I'll, I'll maybe hit some different topics than what you guys mentioned. I would say the best term for the offense is pedestrian. Um, I don't know if that's 
necessarily by design or if they just felt like defensively we're playing good enough eventually we're gonna wear them out just keep pounding the rock they don't have the depth that other teams normally have or bigger teams in bigger leagues um, I don't know if that was the philosophy like you guys said Dylan is I wonder if he's afraid of losing his job hmm. and the quickest way to lose your job is to force balls into situations. Well, mm-hmm. he wasn't last year, and he looked the similar this year. That's but true. But maybe even worse. But last, but yeah, I mean, last year he definitely wasn't losing his job last year. No, but he's all we got. And you're trying not to lose games, but now you've got he a legitimate a person behind you, yeah, pushing that you can take your spot. Yeah. That's a good point. That's um, a really good point. But still, you have to just let it go. You, you just you can't have that weigh on you. Yep. You, you've got to run the offense. Absolutely. Um, He's not the first guy to have a big-time quarterback come in behind him and possibly try to take a job. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, not an excuse. It is potentially an explanation right. for what we're seeing. Um, now, the way that the defense is playing so far through two games, it's probably good he's not forcing the ball because we are in a position to kind of – this is a game we lose last year, I think. I think we lose this game. Oh, I agree. Uh, defensively, we wouldn't have held up. No. And offensively, you can't just kind of flip that switch and all of a sudden start becoming more productive. I think it's like a whole game plan throughout the week, and you have to you have to execute it when game time comes. But yeah, I don't know. Pedestrian. That's all I can say. I I'm not smart enough to know if it's Levy or Dylan or both. Well, I'm not, but I'm going to speculate. So I I definitely support everything everybody's saying. My view is it is the buck stops with Levy. Ultimately, he has to be responsible for what's going on, but I do think it's more Dylan than anything else. And part of that is then ultimately a decision on Levy's part of either figure out a way to coach the guy to do better or replace him. And I'm very surprised to be saying this. I am getting really close to the camp of We Want Arnold. I want to see what he can do. I want to see him uh, potentially take the reins. But my thinking is... Very similar to what you're saying, Jay. Dylan and Connor, for sure, he is playing scared. He is not. He is. He is looking off open receivers to look to a dump off route, and he's looking to dump off routes in positions where we shouldn't even be thinking about actually throwing that ball. When we're, for one, a really bad play decision with uh, 13 seconds left in the half, we get the ball back. We're in pretty good shape, having held them on a fourth down to go down and, and get some points on the board, and. What do we do? He, he checks it down to a route that runs laterally for a slight loss and basically ran. To, Barnes? Oh, yeah, to Barnes. The, the, I he, mean, what is. Check down to a Why is back. Barnes in there on a swing pass? It made no sense. Yeah, that made no sense. And, and, to, and to make the throw. He's not the wiggle guy. Well, <laughs> he's the, a power I think back. it was a design play, actually. And it would work if everyone went down the field and he can run up the sidelines and then jump out. And there's seven seconds left on the clock. But as it turns out, we just go out and take a knee in the next play. It's, it completely spoiled the opportunity. But we saw it time and again where he was looking off of wide open receivers. One of them, Stoops, was running free. One time, uh, Anthony was running free. And he checks it off to someone else. On that one we are talking about earlier off pod to Freeman, he actually, that's the one I think that Anthony's running free. And he waits and rolls out and tries to, to drill it into at Freeman. And it's thrown behind him and up to the to his back shoulder. He has to slow down, and he, he drops the ball. He should have caught it, but it wasn't a very good throw. Uh, he had numerous ones that were thrown into the knees of, of Stoops one time when he did catch it um, on that drive near the end of the game where we're really needing um, to get some points. And he has a ball batted by a linebacker, thankfully, because it was thrown so far behind the receiver that it was likely going to be intercepted by the safety. He just looks so... Fancy. He he looks like he's very unsure. He looked he looked confident last week. I, I'm not going to say everything we had last week was great, and we still had some of the same issues. But he looked, given a lesser opponent, but he looked comfortable. And our line didn't give him as much time. You're playing a better opponent, but he does not. He did not look poised. But it's going to get there. tougher from here yeah, on out. Right, if this exactly. is a sign of what how he handles adversity, that's pretty scary. Well, I think SMU is probably a middle of the road Big Twelve team. I think what we saw today is what we'll see yes. the majority of the season. Uh, maybe, so, maybe better. I mean, they they may be better than 
they may be our third toughest opponent. So I mean, in those terms, it's what happened today is is good. You're laughing, Lucas. Name, name better ones in a second. This is the same two but lane think, conversation we've had over and over. But I think what's what's an interesting thing to to figure out is, I feel like I'll just speak for myself. I guess I'm not saying this year is pointless or or not useful but at some point real football starts about 11 months from now yeah but this is when you have to go take it this is our last year in a a down league but i'm wondering i'm wondering is is a turnover or two a missed read or two by jackson arnold but all of the game experience worth it worth it I think and it might I'm, be. I'm leading towards that. That's it is. where I am too. That's because where I am this too. is not a national championship team with Dylan Gabriel. We could That's be a, a Big Twelve championship it. team, but but we could easily be a Big Twelve championship team with Arnold as much I think as with Dil- with Dylan Gabriel. Or we could yeah. be a nine to three team, which is what I predicted. What's funny is we're talking bad about Gabriel. He had four passing touchdowns today. All four of our scores were pass- were throwing touchdowns. His QBR was seventy one point seven. Yeah, which again, like good. on a stat on a stat line, it looks great. But like we were all at the game. Our biggest, our longest pass completion well, of the day was yeah, twenty nine yards. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not good. That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. No, and you've got to be able to stretch the field vertically to set up everything else we supposedly are trying to do in this offense. Yeah, I mean that's what's what the whole offense is predicated on. I mean, we, we I mean in a told. bad weather game, super windy or super cold, that's different. Thirty yards for your longest completion is one thing, but. When it's the weather it is today, you could air it out. Like, I mean, what are we doing? Just like we were talking about, checking down all the time, and yeah, not not. There was one play where Anthony was on a post, and all he he had two steps on his guy, and it would probably have been about a forty or fifty yard throw, and instead of throwing him open like we talked about last week, he just didn't didn't make the play. He looked over left and threw a check down. Well, and I think I think the one play that really stands out to me where contradicts the statistics that you were just rattling off Lucas is it's in the fourth quarter we haven't seen Gabriel really try to go down the field at all he fakes the check down and then throws it to Jake Drake Stoops tries to throw it to Drake Stoops in the back corner of the end zone and it's completely blanketed like there's no sort of it was one-on-one yeah there's no sort of like hey this is um, this is going to be a competitive throw, and Drake Stoops is not the guy you want to throw that ball up to. Why are you not throwing that ball to a Jaden Gibson yeah, or a five, Andre Anthony or an Anderson? It, it was just like it was a I'm faking the checkdown, and this is who I'm throwing it to. There's no other option. And that wasn't okay. honestly wasn't a bad throw, but the bounce he threw right. it in the very corner where Drake had to make a perfect catch on that yeah. to be able to pull it down and get his foot down. That I mean that's. That's probably and maybe what I'm trying to say. There were so many catch. There were so many more routes that were more open than yeah. that that did not get thrown to tonight, mm-hmm. and that's one that he de- and, decides and, to throw to. And, and back to the story and the narrative of he only throws the safe pass. That's a real, that's the only safe deep route because it's going to be if he throws it the right way. And I think he erred on the side of throwing it too deep, right? Where you're not in it, and that makes it that much more difficult of a throw, especially to a short receiver, right? So that that that. Just calls into question, I think, his 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 judgment in the course of play, yeah, and I mean, the cho- the choices he's making as he plays. We so. didn't see a single petaway play today. I, he didn't get on the field. I don't think he got on the field. I didn't see Jaden Gibson out there today. No. Didn't and, see Gibson. And obviously, didn't those see guys were the third guys last week, but they made plays. They made big time. So plays. how did they not move? Not necessarily up the depth chart, but in the rotation. In the rotation to right. where. I mean, Petaway led the led the team with nine catches last week, yeah. and he doesn't step on the field today. If if he did, and I just didn't see him run a route, but yeah. he didn't get targeted. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get so targeted. how does that guy, unless maybe maybe he was injured, but he seemed fine last week because he was playing through the whole game last week. Um, and then another one, Blake Smith looks better than Stogner. I agree, absolutely. Um, Stogner maybe, looks so maybe slow. He's he not slow. The, maybe he's not the blocker that Stogner is. Which um, who missed? Did Stogner miss that block? There was a huge block that was missed. I think it was Stogner. Uh, if I remember, the first quarter. The same one. Uh, it's off to the left side. It was, it was in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and it was just a complete whiff. Yeah. And it went for like a four yard loss or something like that. Which had Stogner a lot of open field in front of him. Yeah. And if you're not going to be the pass catching tight end and you're going to be the blocking one, you can't miss wide open right. blocks like that. Absolutely. Well, and last, maybe one of the last things here, Jay, you mentioned it before the pod. We only had two receivers who touched the ball before halftime. Is that yeah. right? So, and again, that's so 
loudly speaks to how we played the game last year. It's like Lebby opened up this playbook of what we could be last week. And, and then closed it back down. Closed yeah. it and said, no, 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 like this, but that's not the offense that I'm going to run. Like this is not what I'm going to do against competitive teams. It's yeah, just, it ba- like, it's just yeah, baffling. It feels like last week, I mean, we were doing reverses and quick outs and going deep down the field against a team we didn't need to do that against. Yeah, the Petaway, like, underneath tonight, wide receiver screens, we tonight, ran that five times. We were calling offensive plays like we had a 35-point lead. Right. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's what confuses me and scares me, frankly, is the defense this year, which, I mean, I'm, I'm sipping the Kool-Aid a little bit on the defense. I think we look a lot, a lot more improved on the defensive end than we did last year. But last year, I can kind of see Gabriel being a little more conservative on the passing end, not necessarily because he's worried about losing his spot, but if he gives the ball over to the, to the other team in the bad position, they can go score because our defense is so bad. This year, we have a defense that can protect him a little bit, mm-hmm. take some more risks. And I guess you could say that, honestly, to maybe using Arnold a little bit, is, yeah, he's younger and may make more mistakes than Gabriel, but I'd rather him make those mistakes because he's going to have a defense at back. He's got a backbone behind um, it, yeah. So, like, that's a little bit more reinforcement. We're playing so <laughs> safe when we have one of the better defenses. I mean, we're two games in. But so far, one of the better defenses we've we've seen in a little bit. Oh, seen maybe in yeah. five years. So, so I think, like, if you're going to take a risk with the offense or with a quarterback change or with whatever, you need to do it now while you can kind of build this defense up instead of, you know, waiting till your offense is just stagnant as can be. I think that's a really good point. I think that you, you are in a position to rely on your defense more, which should dictate that you uh, take more chances. It should allow you to take more chances in the right positions. One of the chances they're taking that I do admire is the fact they're putting Arnold in the game in the belldozer type of situations that we all were thinking was a great opportunity. They're seeing it too. But as much as they're doing it, I'm a little disappointed in that they're doing it in absolute obvious positions of what he's going to do. When it's fourth and two, you know he's running the ball. If you put him in at third and two, he has an opportunity to throw it, and maybe they're trying to save it or something. But I would rather open that up now and keep defenses honest and give him some experience in checking to that pass. Which helps you pick it up. It helps you pick yeah, it up. And even if he exactly. throws an incompletion on third and two, you've still got you've the still fourth, got the and fourth two down. Exactly. Right. So that was a little disappointing. Um, I like the fact they're using him, but I think it's less than they need to. I'll n- another point before I want to transition to defense, on Arnold's fourth down try late in the third quarter where it looked like he got a really bad spot. It looked like it was almost a full yard short. May have or been a uh, got there for the, for the yard to, uh, line to make. Um, we have a three-minute TV timeout and it doesn't get reviewed, and also no one challenged it. Maybe they looked at it and said, well, he's clearly short, so it's not worth the challenge. But as a fan that was very in the stands, it was very confusing to me and frustrating to think that they wouldn't take a risk on challenging that because that was a critical one. You pick that up, you're putting points on the board most likely. Um, yeah, so it was I, on the 18-yard line. I just really wonder about, about that decision to not challenge that, but maybe they clearly saw that he didn't get it. I, I think that defense is actually our strength this year Agreed. so far. Um, I'm surprised to be saying that, but I really think it's our strength. I don't think it has to be, but I think right now it's our it's our strong suit. I'm very impressed with how we're playing defense. Uh, the defensive line, I think, was getting good pressure, and they were running max protect most of the game. Um, we, going into it at least, believed that we'd have a lot of success offensively and would have difficulty defensively. It was the opposite. We were in control of that game for the most part defensively. And SMU, I thought, called a bad game, especially in the last six minutes. If I'm an SMU fan, I'm pretty disappointed in the fact that they had no urgency yeah, they were and the didn't throw the ball down. down. They, they, were, they were running the clock better than we oh. were. And that'll be our realist rant in a minute. But let's talk about the defense. Um, um, what other things good and bad are you guys seeing? I know Canik had not a great game in a lot of people's eyes. Um, I would agree. What, what do you guys think about defense? I think I really like Opposite of the offense, I like how many guys we saw out there making plays. Um, late in the game, you're seeing redshirt freshmen Kip Lewis and Kobe McKenzie out there in relatively high stake, high stake plays, and they're making plays. Uh, McKenzie um, had a great breakup. Yeah, yeah and yeah, Kip yeah. Lewis is just flying to the ball. It's so weird that our philosophy on defense, at least right now, and I don't know what it says about the offense um, that we should be concerned about or, or 
the coaching style that is reserved. But on defense, it looks like, hey, if you're going to be a guy who can go make plays, we're going to put you out there. Um, we're, again, completely opposite of what we've seen yeah, we're offensively. Yeah, a lot more rotation. Um, so didn't get off the field a couple times. Luckily, it wasn't. Most of the time, it wasn't because we were giving up big plays on third down. A lot of it was penalty-related yeah. with pass interferences and stuff like that. Um, so I'd like to clean that up. Uh, one of the pass interferences, the one, the one on Peyton Bowen in the end zone, was iffy, in my opinion. Um, I've seen a lot. Uh, I've seen that play not called more times than I've seen it called. But uh, I, I really like seeing the young guys out there. And on top of that, I like seeing the young guys make plays. I'm How many holding penalties did um, they have? Believe, they? I believe one. Uh, one, one? Right? Yeah. So, and so That and looked like that was not being called and, and could have been. I like the D-line pressure. Yeah, good to see Harrington get an interception as well there at the and, end. And a smart um, decision to yep. go down immediately. Yeah. So Very unselfish. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy with the defense. Only giving up 11 points to that offense seems like a pretty good feat to me. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Kanick, to me, is and he, he's playing the majority of the game. They're probably seeing more than I'm seeing, but I'm questioning if he should actually be in that position versus uh, Kip. Um, I I don't know. At least maybe swapping time a little bit more. He looks like he's still learning the spot. I think Lewis spot. got in quite a bit towards the end. He was the he's faster. Yeah, and Kanick, uh, there was there's plays where. They've got him going to cover the running back on like a swing pass type yeah. route, and he's just not fast enough to get mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but he is. When, he is fast. But enough. he wasn't. But but, but I that's watched just it on paper or. Well, he technically he's fast enough. He just he's not as fast as Kip Lewis is on the field. I bet he's fast. He's than just Kip not. Lewis. But he's not on not on the field. He's not on the field. When they're wearing maybe. maybe when they're running in shorts and t-shirts, and he's just going in a straight line. But on the field, Kip Lewis is faster. I think I think when Cannon can pin his ears back, he looks extremely. He blitzed a couple times when he was hauling ass. Sorry, can I say that on the pod? Yeah, oh, you can guys. now. Okay. Yeah, when now he's haul- an explicit when he on when it. he's hauling ass downfield, he looks very fast. Because there was one where they brought him off the edge on like untouched, a third, yeah. on a third and long, and he. I mean, Connor was like, "Is that a safety who blitz?" And I was like, "It's Canick. Yeah, he's extremely fast. I think maybe just kind of the mental game is what's getting to him right now and maybe that's why he's not flowing over to that running back and getting there fast I think enough. he's questioning where he, he has should moments. be. Agreed. There's moments where he he's definitely has moments. I think there's he's really good in the run play, game. And then there's other plays yeah. where he's a step off. Yeah. I saw in one um, instance where it, it was I'm going to say in the third quarter they they were going south um, and the, the play he's got running back coverage duty and it's out on a swing a, a swing option to the left side and he is fading over there to cover it, but he notices the quarterback does motion and, and start rolling to his right, and he gives up his man to come over to where he does dump it off and they make a great play. He's not involved in it and stop him for minimal gain, if not a loss. But it really worried me because the quarterback, if he would have looked back, he left that running back completely open. And get thrown and over it, the top of it him. would have been, yeah, and it would have been a big gain because there was really only one other um, cornerback deep to try and, and make a play on that. So little things like that um, give me concern. But he does have good moments. So I'm in no way trying to be negative on him in a way that I don't think he should play. It was one of my things to watch for, so it's kind of why I'm talking about it. Um, it, it has some concern for me. I'd like to see it see him better I think he's got a lot of potential and obviously that's the the core of your your defense there at the Mike linebacker spot I think SMU exploited us a little bit by throwing over linebackers and under the under the safeties uh-huh. and then even the corners seemed like they were playing a little too far off and leaving those mid-range routes yeah. open yeah and Gentry Williams went out um, after the second drive and so mm-hmm. Kanai Walker played the rest of the game and he looked decent but he didn't look as good as Gentry Williams and I thought they may give Josiah Wagner a run maybe later in the game but they stuck with Kanye Walker the whole time and it seemed like they had quite a few 13 17 yard completions Mm -hmm. especially on a second and eight or they would they would run the ball into the line and we'd stop them and it's so it's second and eight and then maybe they run it again, and then it's third and six, and they're they're throwing twelve to fifteen yard routes. And Surprised me again, and, and I thought that open. was very you know good on their part to exploit and get success there. Still surprised me they never then took it to the next step, which is to go deep against yeah. us, at least an attempt. Um, 
and I'm glad they didn't. Um, I don't want to see him. And McCullough didn't play today. Um, yeah. But and that'll Her- help. Harrington got back. injured for a couple plays, and we got to see Peyton Bowen, Pearson, and Bowman all in at the same time. And, and Bowen had a good Bowen. Play. Bowen is a star. We had yeah. four quote unquote safeties out there a couple times with with Key as well. Yeah. Because um, he was in there over the top as well. He actually so. looked pretty good today. He, he had a pretty good. The only the only negative play is the the, the two the point t- conversion was. Yeah, that was that was weak. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> he had a pass breakup, and he looked he pretty could, good on the blitz he a couple times. He did create uh, he did. the fumble. He yeah. punched, he punched he the fumble. And that was yeah. as much of a creative that was a fumble coverage. as I've ever seen. It I was a busted know, coverage. That was you a busted know, coverage, and he punched it out. And thankfully, Woody Washington did he not stepped, touch the ball. He touched the ball and then stepped out. And, and when, as he was reaching back in, Danny jumped Stetsman, on it, thankfully. Because if he touches that ball. Yeah, yeah, if he touches it, it's their ball. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that and it really scared me that he might have touched it first because that was a crucial and point in the game. I was wanting them to snap that. They ball had momentum. So it was still, it was still fourteen it. to three at that point. Oh yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. it was a very crucial moment. Yeah, yeah. That, because that would put them on position. our thirty or so. Yeah, it yeah. would have. Yeah. So that was a great play by Key. That that was good to see. No, I'm just, I'm very positive on the defense. Um, I, I think they've they're going to win us games that they lost us last year. The offense needs to get better so that they're actually contributing in a way um, that isn't a flip of last year. It's actually both elements of the game. We got to see some punts today. And good uh, punts. Good, first, great punt coverage. First punt was low, but the Gunners got down there and smoked the dude as soon as he caught it. Yep, and, 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 and Bowen and bo- the, blocked one, right? This, yep, and, yep, yep, we had a punt block by Bowen. Who's mm-hmm. a yep. true, the dude was playing high school football last December. And that, and he's on the field. Yeah, he's going to be a superstar, now. man. That's so cool. There's the no other way to put it. The second punt was low as well, but the but he bobbled it, and I thought we might jump on that mm. one, but he he grabbed it. But then from there on, they were a lot better. He was he was got more height on him, was allowing our guys to get down there, and they were having a fair catch. It. Do you guys think? Which I guess we weren't in too many spots, but I guess the one spot that we were in where we had Arnold in there at fourth and two, fourth and whatever, which I I thought we should go for it, but um, and we did. But are you at all worried about Schmidt as a field goal kicker, us not putting him out there and letting him get his points? Or I think all those positions were the, the right decisions statistically yeah. and everything. It's the right yeah, decision so to make. I don't think they're making them because they don't trust Schmidt. I think they're thinking it's the right, and it, and it clearly was the right. It's just so away. OU. Like it's again, it's one of those things where everyone else who lines up against us in fourth down, I'm like, oh, fourth and two, they're not getting a it. Problem. <laughs> For us, it's like this is going to be the hardest fought two yards that we're ever going to have yeah, to get. Game defined. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Like, and it's Walker just nothing is ever easy. Of them and, yeah. It's, oh, it drives me nuts. And, and we remember the ones that aren't. We don't remember when we're very <laughs> converted. Yeah, exactly. We also remember the ones that get converted against us <laughs> versus those that don't. Well, there for a while, it was every single one got converted against us. And that was because us, our so. defense was so awful yeah. for so many th- years. Um, they were two of four on fourth down, and we were two of three, but mm-hmm. should have been three. And Jay, how did the three defense three. look on TV? Um, it looked good. It looked very, you know, bend but don't break. Um, we were having a blitz to bring pressure, but they were leaving a lot of blockers in. Almost every single pass play they had, they had an extra tight end or an extra mm-hmm. running back that stayed in. Um, Downs was in a lot today. He Downs played a lot. The defensive line's interesting because, you know, to take a Lincoln Riley quote, we're close. And the, the defensive line is literally a half a step away from having multiple, multiple sacks. So yeah. it's fixable. But we just can't get there. It or, is a fixable Or some thing. holds. I do think. Yeah, were, some holds that, yeah. that we're not going to get. Yeah, we're not going to get. I do think it is slightly worrisome two games in at the lack of pressure i i think the pressure was pretty good today i wrote that down as a note i i thought that we're getting pressure but we're not getting home we're not getting home but you know one of them we did and it just was a great move by that quarterback and a misstep by was it canic on that one no, i think it was bothroyd uh, the one we're on him and then he yeah. throws and it down he ends field. up making he, a great yeah. play to pick yeah. up the first well, that, i yeah. called that receiver like coming he, back he was really well really well a couple times yeah i was disappointed with that with the receiver that was on the sideline Receiver, he comes back to get it. He jumps up to catch it. Woody doesn't punch it. And Woody should have knocked his legs out from under him, and he would have flipped upside down, and no chance he. He should have paralyzed him for sure. Yeah, he should have paralyzed. Yeah. Well, you might in that situation though. You might get a a defenseless player. What you can do is pick him up and put him out of bounds. Yeah. And then and then kind of catch him in the air. Nobody ever does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazingly, they or never just do the that. Well, our luck, our luck, the officiating would have said his forward right. progress was stopped and for or something crazy, yeah. and they would have given him Even the, they the actual the ball catch. Out of yeah. He got exactly. a pinky toe down or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've moved on to defense, but... Go back. Go before back. we go back, or I don't want to miss it. 
<laughs> is anyone interested in the running back rotation? Yes, I am. I'm a little I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed yeah, in disappointed. what we saw today. Um, as good as it was to see Marcus Major score that last touchdown on a reception, he great did catches not, by the way. Both both times. Oh the yeah, were absolutely. Really oh, that was a bad. Throw. And maybe that's why he's in there because right. maybe he catches the ball the best. But Walker was a much stronger runner. I think more highly of Barnes on paper, at least, and I mean that from the standpoint of what I've seen in other games. And I. I think Sawchuck has got a lot of potential, and we're not. Are we still him protecting him though? Is that why we we see, he played like two snaps? I know he, he, I mean, he very. We well saw him warming rusty. up a lot, and he would never get in the game. So I mean, I don't know if we're still protecting him or what. But and he did play. He did. Yeah. yeah. I'm better. I mean, Barely. but he didn't. Pl- he didn't it's play. Just play. Overall, like, offensively, yeah. if you, we played a very good Florida State team in the bowl game, and, and the Barnes offense and did really well. Yeah. And Barnes and Sawchuck both. Ate up all kinds of yards on those guys, and I feel like they're the last two to even show up on the field. It was where we just kept running major in the first first half for sure. When there's situations you think, oh, I mean, major's ineffective. We need to get Walker out there, and they just kept running major. And then towards the end of the game, it seemed like Walker got Walker ended up with more carries, but it didn't feel like that in the first half. Mm-mm. And he's a better runner of the two. He's a better runner. Yeah, he was breaking I mean, he, tackles. He broke the tackle and he had a thirty-yard run. That and was he, our longest play of the game. And he's got—he is one step away from breaking something. And he's, he's not gone. as fast. But that's the one—that one run. That, that, that well, he one may not run. be as fast, but he's going to break something. And he—he because he, he's great at breaking me, tackles. I think he's going the distance where I don't see that out of major because he's just getting tackled. But the one run that we—the big run that we had—feels like one of the only runs that went to the outside. Yeah, everything else was up. Yep, off through the middle, off, yeah, and it's. I want to see like we have guys who, if you can get them into space, should be able to go and make plays. We talked about that with Gray last year. Yeah, we, we thought he's the sketchy side to side back. Games to get him going, and it was both. It was just a whole bunch of runs up the middle where he would yeah. get foot tackled. Yep. after five or six yards, and we're like, why are you not sweeping outside with that guy? That that's what he does, mm-hmm. and it seems like this year it's all inside runs again. Yeah, with a line that's just okay, seemingly just okay as of right and now. And Bird, Bird got pulled for Everett pretty early on. I think. Yeah, was he? What, what was? The, did you see anything with Bird Jay on TV? That oh, he completely just let, losing, just not blocking. He at got all? Be, he got beat on that. The, there was one play he was just he was beat real destroyed. Bad. Really, and it, it was a sack. Yeah. yeah, and it was pretty critical. So there was another play where, uh, I don't remember the play, but we we got like a fifteen yard gain on it. And he was blocking, and then our guy kind of got gang tackled, and he came in late and hit a guy, and then that guy stood up, and then he got back in his face and kind of pushed him again. I'm just like, dude, just get away from the yeah, – the no. play Wait. ended three seconds ago. Wait. Get out of there. Yeah, there's, a, there's one thing about being the nasty offensive lineman that they want. There's another thing about being dumb. Yeah. 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 Tyler Guyton got busted for illegal lineman downfield, which yeah. was touchdown. Which was ridiculous. It, it he was, was a, six yards down the field. Yeah, he was. He turned he around and tried to go too. back. He he but the ball was in the air, and it was it was yeah. way. Which too luckily late we ended point. up converting that. Yeah, uh, yeah. actually, it helped us because we burned another burned minute and a half off time. the clock right. before yeah. we, we scored. Yeah. But true. it was it was potentially a critical mistake. Yeah, which good catch and run on Farouk later in that drive to score. That was that was good to see. I I wonder if. And this would be a greedy thing on their part, which is very risky, but are they just trying to work on things they want to get better at, like running up the middle, getting getting, um, opening up seams through the middle, which obviously in the history... It just doesn't seem like the game for that. No, it doesn't. Uh, Biedenboe's historic lines have always been great at that, and I'm sure he wants to get to a point where we're doing that and having tremendous success, six-yard, seven-yard gains, but... Work on that in practice. Do, yes, I exactly. Not yeah. in the game. Uh, yeah. Not when the game. Not when it's obviously not working, or or that's not the the time. Of course, he's not calling the play call, so it it can't all be him. Um, it's got to be Levy at that point. So T- to be fair to that point, I mean that's that's a bit of an optimistic view. Like maybe we're just patching holes. And the one thing I would say to you know kind of add to that is when we needed to go score when it became a you know, a one-score game. We drove down the field really well after we did. that. Which so that's so, kind of, so that's a little so that's a little that odd that we were that able to open me. up the play calling. That's to me like they're right. playing safe right. and they're trying to work on stuff where they 
take they're taking a lot for granted there. I mean, it's fourteen to three. It's yeah. not we're, and so that, we don't have that's to a come perfect transition lead. to what I wanted to talk about, which was emotionally, how did you guys feel? Here's how I felt. Um, and I think Jay you had texted us to the same extent. We are letting them stick around. Um, it's a barely a two score game. This is the kind of game you lose when you're only up fourteen to three in the third quarter. You're not really threatening to score very much in that third quarter. It's the kind of game where they, a team like this scores late. I mean, this is classic how we lost to Kansas State in the last few years. This is classic Multiple college times. football in when general. It, you exactly. Just, you let a team you can't hang around Don't that, let them that hang shouldn't around. be on the field with you, per se. So and those next ones, thing you know, you're on you know ESPN over and over because there's some So I upset. was getting the feeling that we were putting ourselves in a position to lose. I was still fairly confident. But then when they go down to make it a one-score game, that's when, and we do go down and score immediately and responded, but that's when I really got concerned that this is going to be one where we go out and we're tight and we go three and out, and now we're in real trouble. Yeah. And when that it, very well can happen. When it got to 14-11, I, I looked at Christian and I said, this feels so much like last year, and I could 100% see us losing this game yep. because it felt like it was I getting out of hand. the same time, because same emotion. Because we weren't showing any sort of conviction and going down and – like, I, like I've said, everything felt like a struggle offensively at that point. Um, third quarter was just complete garbage on our part in terms of converting when we needed to. So when it got to that 14-11, very emotionally unstable. And there we are in the fourth quarter. It's 14-11. We do go down and score. We, we came down with some authority, had a lot of success. And then we stop them. Another great defensive stop. We get the ball back. There's about seven and a half minutes left. We do obviously want to score. There's a lot of time left. But at that point of the game, you're probably wanting to salt it away and use clock. Yeah, we turn them over you on downs. Do what? Uh, you, you, tell me, what's Lucas, that? what's your theory on that? Let's go with the realest <laughs> rant of the week. Let's go. <laughs> Jeff Lebby doesn't know how the clock works. The previous drive where they scored to make it 14-11, to 11, we get the ball back, and he keeps pushing pace. At that moment, you got a three-point lead. I want a good, solid drive down the field, which we went 11 plays in 308, and that's with no big plays. Conversely, uh, SMU's play or drive before where they scored to make it 11 was a 16-play, seven-minute drive. So they only ran six more plays than we did, or five more plays than we did, but took four more minutes off the clock, which in turn helped us later. But why is that 11-play drive that we have not a five- or six-minute drive when you're trying to score but also run some clock because you're protecting a lead? Absolutely. And, and people, I'm, I was glad to hear in our section, many different people screaming about it. Yeah. Um, the intelligent football fans that we sit around, they are, they're recognizing the situation. Even when we had a 10-minute or a 10-point lead, we were still snapping it with 25 seconds. Yeah, so, so we then. We snapped one with 34 seconds. So we to go, go score to make it 21 to 11 on that long drive, long distance wise, 75 yards in mm -hmm. three minutes. We, get, we make them go four and out, and we get the ball out of what was it, 30 ish yard line or something? 35 mm -hmm. like ish, yeah, something like with that. With 731 left on you, said seven and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. So there's 731 on the clock. We scored in 51 seconds. Which is great to score. 51 seconds, 40, well, there's a 40-second play clock. 37 of those could have gone by before you took that snap was on, after, on the, after the first three, On three plays, right? On three plays, three you plays. only use 51 seconds. And we're not being greedy here. No. We're not saying I'm, I'm trying you to can just, have your cake and eat it too, right. but what we're saying is be intelligent because last year, in the same situation, over and over and over again, we didn't have success, yeah. and it doesn't have to work out. You that, don't that get the score. That should have been a three-play, two-and-a-half-minute so drive, you don't not get, 51 seconds. If you don't get the score, at, at least run clock. Yeah. But, yeah, if you, if you can score and score and run clock, that's the best of all combinations. If you can score, that's great. But think about the downside scenario. Of you don't score. You want to have run clock, and you yeah. have to. You're in control. Even if you're settling the for the field goal on that, you want to take a couple minutes off the clock. But instead... On first down, the untimed you know clock, they they run the ball and then they run up to the line of scrimmage and snap it at thirty three. Yeah, thirty three. So there's thirty seconds right there 
that should have been waste that should have been used right. to, to slow the game down. Exactly. Well, I think then you run if, another play that ended up being a touchdown on the bad throw, which you, I mean, well, you're, you're yeah, happy they, to you're happy to score on that play. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, that's on third down too. Like it, if Mar- Marcus Major doesn't come with that ball, yeah, that's a complete waste because you're right. stopping the clock. Yep. And you're having to take a risky field goal. Yeah, you're looking at a 43 yarder or so, whatever it would be. I don't know. Play. It's what I don't understand schematically in this whole thing with the hurry up is. You want to use it to catch the other team off guard. But but you played the whole game this way, but so they're expecting. But teams are not off guard. The team, the defense isn't looking to the sideline. They're not confused. They're not pointing, and they're not moving people around. So if your play is your play on offense. Then wait. And the defense is set. Just wait. Then what are you doing? What's the point? They're not going to figure something out and stop you. For having waited 30 seconds. Yeah, the, the and then they're defensive coordinator is oh, not all run. of a sudden going, oh, oh, they're throwing it to the running back and give you a signal. I mean, it's exactly. just, it is what it is. I, I totally agree. And there was a couple points last week where we were clapping and trying to get him off sides. Right. Which we really didn't do that at all because we were lining up and running it so fast. Right. That there was no opportunity, even on a third and six, when is a perfect time to try to draw them off sides because then you give yourself a third and one, uh-huh. that they were snapping it at 33 seconds. I'm yeah. convinced it kills our run game, too. Because the, the offense, the offensive line, offensive line, the is, big is boys toast. are so tired. They really are yeah, toast. Blocking and then jumping up, running back to their spot, getting down, yep. snapping the ball. It's one thing to There's be doing no that rest. in the first quarter. It's an, a very different thing in the deep into the fourth quarter to be trying to do that with your guys in a ninety degree. It has game. to be appreciated. It's hard and to I told I told Christian, um, why don't they just put if it's a Gabriel thing? And I'm wor- wondering if it's a Gabriel thing, um, at least in the game. Eventually, you have to blame Lebby. But is it a, a Gabriel deal that he just it can't get it through his head that you want to run clock? Have Ethan Downs go in there and hold <laughs> G- Dylan Gabriel and tell him, do not let him go until there's 10 seconds on the clock, and then he can set everything it's up It's strictly coaching. It's not, it's not Gabriel's Yeah, call. there's no way a player's that no chance. inept at being pra- able to have, listen to what the coach is telling you to do. I would think so, too. They I don't understand it. How are they? How are they not seeing this after it was clearly an issue all last year? Do they not listen to our podcast? Yeah, they had the whole offseason. <laughs> Andrew, and, Rame, Andrew Rame figured out how to snap a ball correctly in the offseason. Yeah. Jeff Lebby can't learn how a play clock works. Well, and, la- and later in the year, it against better teams, it will cost us. Yeah. yeah. It's not even I mean, a matter, it, it, it's not, it's not even a matter of if it's going to cost us or yeah. it might. It will cost us. Well, and you think these guys are tired in the fourth quarter of the second game. How tired are they going to be in the fourth quarter of the Texas game? Exactly. That's because that was one of the beauties. Exactly. That was one of our hopes from the Florida State game. Yeah. Was we slowed it down. Yeah. Did the plays that we're going to do? I think we're the only team last year to run for over 200 yards against Florida State. Yeah, it worked against Florida State. And then to the start of this year, it seems like we're back to stupidity. What we went with last year. It's really frustrating. Um, It and the defense was gassed. The de- and the defense is gassed, and yeah. and that's what and they're really gassed if you go three and out, yeah. and you yes. put them back out there to try and make a stop on a team that's got all the enthusiasm and confidence because you just gave them the ball back. That's that's one of the th- my most infuriating things watching football is a defense that continues to support the offense, make stops, and you continue to just go three and out and not run off clock and not give them any rest. You don't help out the defense at all. I mean, if if that's your strong point right now, stick to it and hold the ball as long as you can and. Manage the clock before you put the defense back out there. Well, look at Nebraska today. I mean, Nebraska plays a great first half it's with their defense, point. and their offense can't do anything. And by the third and fourth quarter, they're completely gassed, and they start getting just wrecked. Yep. So it's it has to change. And it has is, to change. This is the stat that does it for me. Each team had 22 first downs, but they had five minutes more possession than we did. That shows you how much faster we were going than them. And to me – that should be if you have the same number of first downs. Do it and, wh- and about the plays? same number of plays. Yeah, about or, the same number. Of well, plays. I don't. I don't have the stat on the how, how many plays you. I ran. mean, obviously we scored. They didn't. Right. And the, and that is an I mean, absolutely yardage, critical. Yes. They had for two sure. more yards than we did, but yep. they had five minutes more of possession. Yep. That that's not complimentary football. It, well, it's not, and and it's the if they're going to lean back on the defense of yeah, but we scored, yeah, but you didn't have to. And those two of those touchdowns didn't have to happen. And this could be a one-score game with six minutes to go, and they have the ball, and they're driving, and you're in trouble. 
and our tire defense is having to protect a game that is very much in flux. And now I mean, you're if we didn't punch that ball back. loose, then it's a completely different game at that point. Yeah. And, and like tight. Connor said, it's it's not like we're scoring early. We're scoring on third down, where if we miss that, if we don't catch it or we get stopped short, we're completely we're off the field and the defense is screwed. Yeah, they're right back out there being yeah. tired again. Yeah. But so I think that's that may be our first realist rant of the season, but it is spot on. Absolutely. We'll see if you got some others that are any good. Usually you come up with some pretty silly they're, things. They're usually but. flowing. <laughs> I, I, do we want to make a prediction of how many realist rants will be this Jeff exact Lady. same topic? No, this exact same oh, topic. Oh, this exact same, yeah. Yeah, not just God, I would imagine probably half the season. I'm scared. I'm scared that it might be. Yeah. And if it is, this is going to be a very depressing it's season. Ju- it's showing a complete lack of awareness and a massive amount of stubbornness on Jeff Levy's part. And it's part. the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah, yeah. We did it for an entire season, and now today we've done it again. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the difference in from today's game from last year is that quote-unquote competitive depth because we do have enough defensive defensive players to sub in a lot more than we did last year and and it's not that big of a drop-off and don't rely on that yeah but i mean we and we were still getting tired even with that and we will we will we'll not only get tired they'll have success they'll find seams you just got part of winning football is and, and and i mean Winning at a high level when you win a lot of games is putting teams away. And putting teams away when you have an opportunity to. When they're a lesser opponent, you put them away. And there's not any question in the third quarter that they're going to lose that game. And when you find yourself with an opportunity against a really good opponent, you put them away. And they are maybe two touchdowns down, and it's not like it's comfortable, but you're in a position where this, yeah, you're going to be playing at least one team in Texas that's going to be favored against you. If you happen to be up by two touchdowns late in that game, you've put them away and, and seized opportunities. If you don't do that, you're going to lose those games. And losing can beget more losing in that same scenario because guys get down on each other. The defense starts to not believe in what the offense can do. They start to worry about what they need to do to put the team in a position to win rather than just go out and do their job. So it, it, it concerns me for sure. I think that's a really big legitimate concern. I, I didn't want us to be that negative, but we ended up being pretty negative. You've, about got, you've it. got three games to figure it out before you go to Dallas. And, and this and I'm and I'm serious. This might be our toughest opponent before Texas. Before Texas, I think for sure. Oh yeah. I mean Iowa State, Tulsa did not look good again today. Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati. I don't know what they are. But. Uh, and then after that, you've got Kansas on the road. It's going to be tough. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be that tough. Uh, I don't think TCU is going to be that tough. Uh, BYU doesn't UCF, look UCF, uh, maybe. I don't know. They squeaked a win uh, out against B- Boise today. BYU, I, I, legitimately, SMU might be one of your third or fourth toughest opponents all year. That's not to say that it just is going to be easy and we don't have to worry, but I, I do think that um, we can take a little bit of a positive away from the fact that we did cover the spread um, we in sort of a backdoor cover manner. And we did get the victory, so we, we shouldn't be too down on ourselves. But it is worrisome in a way that it wasn't. We didn't have any reason to worry last week with a 73 to nothing complete domination of uh, what might turn out to be a much lesser opponent. Yeah, it was a strong dose of reality today. I'm I'm very happy with the win. Uh, I I love seeing our defense step up when we need them to. Again, 11, 11 points against anybody, especially at uh, oh, absolutely. A it feels a so team like that. It's been it's so long crazy. for us. Yeah. So we uh, won a game yeah. today that we we lost last year, and we have lost multiple times in the pre- in the past seasons with Riley, but we would have lost the game forty two to forty one. Um, we won the game today by seventeen points, twenty eight to eleven, and I, just, I you don't have to look further than that to say we won it on defense. You held them to 11 points. We will not lose a football game if we hold everyone to 11 points. Right. Um, and honestly, their 11 points was one of the worst. <coughs> excuse me. Um, defensive performances of the season, just on that drive with yeah. two 15-yard penalties. Right. Really. Brent Venables got a penalty. Yeah. I mean, the whole. You know, they moved they 40 yards down the field on penalties. Yeah. Critical penalties. Big penalties. And and. Uh, not to be too rosy about the penalties, but if you've got a guy like uh, Ethan Downs making a tremendous tackle for a loss that happens to barely touch a face mask, and that's how they're getting bailed out, I don't feel nearly as bad about that as if you're grasping at someone 
who's already gained 15 yards and you touch his face mask. Um, and they were, you know, it's third and 20 and you give him the extra yards because of the face mask. There. I think we all probably feel in agreement here that uh, Peyton Bowen is quickly moving his way up the depth chart. Absolutely. I, I think and the prediction that, that someone had in the preseason of <clears throat> Bowen being one of the starters going into the Cotton Bowl. Is that Bowl. you? I think that was you, actually. I, don't think, I, I think I mentioned, <laughs> I don't think I predicted that. But we, we were all, I think we were all saying it, it very well could happen, mm-hmm. and it's definitely progressing towards that. Um, and we may need that. Texas looked very strong today. Um, they're going to be riding sky high. We're going to need to we're going to need to get a lot better if we're going to win the game in Dallas for sure, um, and it can be done. I absolutely have a lot of faith in that, but my faith in and my confidence in Lebby is waning. It is, and my confidence in Gabriel is obviously waning. So something has to give there. Now, I'll I'll make a prediction that we won't necessarily get to see this come to fruition, or see a counterfactual. But I think if Gabriel, if Arnold gets in there and has a lot more snaps if he eventually becomes the starter, we may see th- some things out of Lebby in this offense that we're much happier about the situation than, and maybe we're, at least some of us are forgetting um, our complaints about Lebby because the success is so good. The combination of Lebby and Gabriel, I just am not real high on that to think that we're going to end this season in a way that we can be real confident and, and have a lot of success. But maybe I'm wrong. I completely agree. I mean, I I don't want to give up completely on Lebby just yet, just because all we've seen so far is with Gabriel, and I wonder how much of a limiting factor that is. Yeah, it took the thought out of my head. Uh, yeah. But but to some extent, I mean, there are still play calls that he shouldn't be making when he's making them. Um, but what I was, was what was the run up the middle on third and eight or something? Yes, it was just yes. Like, what, are yeah. we, yes. what are we doing? I think it's third and six, maybe. Just, but it's just still, weak, yeah. weak play calling. Just, what are you seeing? You just and ended, you're just giving up the drive. Absolutely. Right. Right. And last week we did that, and it was a petaway underneath receiver screen, and he picks up ten yards. Right. But today he's nowhere to be found, and way we, too conservative. We didn't do anything like which, that today. Which Connor, you mentioned earlier, the the defense is taking risks, and you know if that's going to be, I wish that was our mentality for the entire team, and just except for the defense only, because the defense does look good. Putting in younger guys, putting in guys we know who could be stars. We have guys on offense that you you would like to see at least get a chance, especially against SMU, which I know they're they may end up being a better opponent, but it's not like a conference. It's not like a big conference matchup. Where now would be maybe a good time to let those guys get some reps, but we're we're just not seeing it. We're seeing the same guys. We're seeing the same offense over and over, and it's just not working. At what point do they try to switch it up? Now defense got uh, PG Adebayo got in there today, and he looked like a monster for he a couple good. plays. Yeah. He looked he didn't long. Get a penalty on he him, ripped a dude's <laughs> helmet off. <laughs> but I but. mean, he was he was on the attack, and then again Peyton Bowen everywhere every time he's on the field making plays so i've got a lot of confidence in venables i got a lot of confidence in where our defense is headed um i'll channel lucas a little bit and say our complaints and worries about gabriel at some point that has to come home to roost with your coach and your offensive coordinator and especially the fact that he's been with levy a a long time and so you know back when they were at ucf together at some point you're you're going to reflect your offensive coordinator's philosophy, and so if his shyness about taking risk, his um, inability to throw guys open and, and do what it takes in all of those uh, situations where you want a quarterback to be aggressive, is that just a reflection on that's who your coach is and what your coach has been? But and at the same time, take it a level up. I'm, we're we're watching Nick Saban up here in a, after his loss, but someone like Nick Saban as a head coach is not going to let Lebby or his offensive coordinator keep doing the same crap that's not working. He doesn't stand for that crap. So I don't know why Venables, I know he I know he came out and said he wants to be completely immersed in the defense. That's fine. At some point, go be a head coach, sit Lebby down, and say something has to change in the way that we're operating for us to go to that next level that you want to go to. That's a great point. Because the offensive buck stops with Lebby, the team – the buck with the team stops with Venables holistically. Absolutely. And he needs to be vocal in that in that meeting room with Levy, if it's a one-on-one, whatever it is, and just let him know, look, we've got to do better. And I think you saw that. I think that's why we came out of last week with this op- optimism because we did see a diff- – I, I saw a completely different offensive team. Even you go back to the Florida State game, we saw a different, different offensive team in that game and how we were operating. We completely – 
Reverted. contracted yeah. today. Yeah, we digress or, or reverted. Uh, reverted. Reverted. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's that is frustrating, and I I want to see Venables take that stand, and I want to see it translate to the field. And it has to translate against better opponents. We've got Tulsa coming up. That's not probably a better opponent. So it'll be interesting to see if that's more of what we see when they feel more confident and, and can do more things, if that's more of an Arkansas State experience. And the real test will be probably Texas. And we maybe not won't know anything until then, and that's kind of scary. But next week we've got Tulsa up in T-Town. We'll have representation there. We will be cheering along with probably, what do you think, it'll be a majority OU crowd or close? I mean, it holds 30. I would imagine it's 23,000 OU fans, if I had to guess. That's a strong percentage. Maybe, but I 20, didn't maybe 20 and 10. Uh, you don't think it's two-thirds? I don't think I don't think it'll be mostly OU fans. I don't know. There's just not that many Tulsa fans. Well, and I've got to think they're looking to sell their tickets and, and capitalize on letting on uh, us. <laughs> uh, unless they want to see the, their team play the best opponent that they're going to play all year. I don't yeah. know. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. Tulsa should be um, a fun game, hopefully. Boy, knock on wood, I don't want to go in there and, and have our, our first complete letdown. Um, but uh, other than that, anything else to talk about for tonight? I'm frustrated, but we're 2-0. and so Sooners are 2-0. Got um, a good cigar. Got a good cigar. Got Thanks great again weather. Tobacco Exchange. The CAO rep really hooked us up this, this week. Really appreciate that. Got us a lighter. Got us a, a cutter. A really nice cutter. It's like the best. It's like something that you'd like some medieval stuff there. That cutter. That 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 cut a log. Um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, but we're we're really happy with that. We're we're delighted with Tobacco Exchange and delighted that the Sooners are two and zero. Big victory tonight against SMU. Boomer Sooner. Sooner.